Hi, um, my name's Hayley and a picture of, that's my mum and me and my sister. My brother didn't make it in the photo, we generally cut him out of those photos. <laughs> uh, uh, a few years ago um, and her name is Karen uh, and I think the conversation I had with my mum this morning describes a lot about my mum. Uh, I rang her, I didn't know if I was going to tell her but I rang her and I said, guess what I'm doing today? I'm talking about you in front of church. Um, And she went, you're not. I said, yeah, I am. You're joking. What are you going to say? There's nothing to say. And I'm like, well, actually there is, mum. She she has been an amazing mum. And I think from that little conversation, she uh, often underestimates the power that she has in in other people's lives. Um, She taught me how to ride a bike but she refused to teach me how to drive a car. Uh, She attempted to teach me to clean and cook and do all of those wonderful things, but that was more my fault that that didn't happen than it was hers. Uh, She taught me how to care for other people. Uh, She taught me what humility looks like, um, a real quiet, humble humility that is supported by a strength that as kids we're only realising that she truly has as we get older. Um, But I think the biggest thing that she taught me was uh, the power of presence, of being there and being available. Uh, She was a busy mum. She had uh, three kids and and she worked part-time and sometimes full-time when we were growing up. So she wasn't physically always there, but I knew that mum was always there. Uh, whenever we needed something or, or we just wanted to chat or uh, thinking back now, I don't ever remember a time uh, when mum wasn't available or wasn't uh, with us or wasn't engaged. And as a teenager, there were times when I really wished she wasn't there. Uh, but, but this power of presence and being able to look back and think my mum was there for me the whole time and just the, the, the safety that provides to a young child is amazing. So... Mum taught me a lot in that space. Now that I'm a mum, I have a little three-year-old boy, um, I'm learning that the, that power, the, the power of presence, is actually really, really hard. Really hard. Um, I feel like my brain is always pulled in a hundred different directions. I want to be an amazing mum and an amazing wife. Um, I work too, so I want to be an amazing employee and I want to be an amazing uh, cook and cleaner and all of these kind of things. Um, And as we've discovered, I am domestically challenged. There is always a pile of laundry or three or four around the place and there are always dishes in the sink which I think grow eyes and just stare at me as we go. It's this sense of how do we be present with our kids um, is a real challenge. How do I create that space that, that, that my mum created for me? Um, and just when you think maybe you're getting it and maybe you're working out, about a month ago I um, asked Eli, my little boy, to do something for me and he looked at me and went, Mum, I'm sorry, I'm busy working, I can't do that now. And I went... <laughs> Oh, the things they pick up, because I've never actually said that to him, but the things that they pick up. So what I'm learning as a mum is that you always need to be learning and keep growing and thinking and engaging and learning uh, to, to look after these precious little things. And so in that space, I, I think of God and what am I learning about God as, as a mum? Um, 
And I think the big one for me, and it, it follows all through, that this in my chaos and seemingly chaos that I can't kind of pull together or get right, God is actually present and God is in each of those moments and God is also looking after Eli, my, my child, um, in those spaces where maybe I fall down. God is there. And there's this verse that I love. Um, it's in a, a part of Romans where it talks about love in actions and it's all of these love in action. It's all of these things. It's about getting out. It's about hospitality. It's about showing our faith. But in it, there's just these, these three little things that I, my eye is always drawn to these that I love. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. And if I can get through a day and tick off those, then it's been a good one. On Mother's Day, we thought that we'd tell you a bit about our mothers. My mother was as strong as a lumberjack, and she was. She could chop wood with the best of the blokes. My mum was as strong as a marshmallow, all soft and sweet on the inside. She couldn't see her boys in pain, a grazed knee used to make her cry just as much as we did. My mother was as strong as an American buffalo. And I actually think she was an American buffalo (laughs) because every morning when I went off to school, she'd always say, bye, son. Bye. (laughs) My mother was as faithful as an old jumper. She could keep me warm when I was a child. My mum was as committed as a Carlton supporter. Rain, hail or shine, she'd drive me to endless cricket and football matches. She has a 15-year logbook of all my stats. (laughs) My mother was as precious as an old China vase. One day, she tripped and fell. She was shattered. (laughs) My mother was as tickly as an octopus. She can make me wet my pants. <laughs> my mum was as prayerful as David Stapleton. She committed to praying for her kids all, uh, every day and many other people on a, on a daily basis. My mother was as giving as Santa on Christmas Eve. My mother was as stern as an old nun. She could wash my mouth out with industrial strength soap. (laughs) My mum was as industrious as a worker ant. She used to transform piles of sodden, muddy sports gear into flawlessly white, folded piles of sweet-smelling laundry. My mother was as fit as any athlete. She entered the sun-tanning Olympics. She got bronze. Gold, gold. My mum is as wise as a sage. She still teaches me that love is the bigger picture. My mum is selfless and she loves unconditionally, a little bit like Jesus. She continues to set an example of what it means to be a true Jesus follower. My mother is very patient. If you ever meet any of her kids, 
you'll understand. Love you, Mum. Love you, Mum. Love you, Mum. My name's Julie, and this is a photo of my mum and me and my dad. When I was asked the question, what's one thing your mum has taught you? My mind went to the day she taught me how to make mud pies. I thought, this is really weird. But as I uh, thought about it, I grew up on a farm and daylight hours are very precious. You have to work hard to get everything done before it gets dark. So it's quite a, a pressured life. And I grew up thinking that life was about work. And here was my mum taking time to show me how to play. And um, I realised that her spending time with me playing was a sacrifice. And therefore, my playtime was valuable to me and to her. And I just really felt that she was taking time to show me that I was valued. As I transport that into um, being a mother, I think the thing I've learnt about being a mother is that uh, listening, learning to listen, really listen, was a challenge. Like Hayley says, you know, your head is full of so many things. But taking um, those opportunities I think some of my biggest opportunities to listen were in the car on the way home from school. Uh, some amazing things happened in the car. And just even playing with them, like my mum did, shooting hoops, jumping on the trampoline, uh, just being with them in their space was um, just a, an awesome way of knowing that you've connected with them. And uh, I, I hope that... I haven't asked them, and they're not here, um, but I have asked, uh, I have hoped that show, listening to them showed them how much I valued them and what they are really worth. And then translating that into um, my relationship with God, I think I um, grew up with that very work, strong work ethic, and so I believe that God had this blueprint for me that was going to be the answer to my life. And so I just had to spend a lot of time working out what his plan was for me and then get it right. And through mothering, I realised that that is not what God... That's not what I would want for my children. So um, that whole parenting role just has explained to me that God is really, really interested in being my, my friend, my partner, in relationship with me. He's not about laying out a plan that's just to be followed and um, that he wants to be my partner. He wants to encourage me to uh, talk with him and to feel listened to and to explore who he's created me to be, what my passions are. And I'm hoping um, that I'll eventually get there and that uh, I will know um, what is my worth through being in relationship with God. Thanks, Julie. Mother's Day has always been really special for me. I'm just going to untangle my cords here. And um, 
oftentimes I would look forward to Mother's Day. And this year has been just a little bit different for me. Some of you may have known that uh, my mum actually passed away uh, at the end of last year, September, after a really long battle with cancer. So significant dates come up on the calendar, you know, Christmas, birthdays, Easter, Mother's Day. And, um, you know, it's all in the shops, Mother's Day. And so it kind of rubs salt in the wound, doesn't it, for those of us who are grieving or for those of us whose mums have gone on or maybe even for those of us who really want to be mums um, but can't yet be. So I guess I'm in that space right now where I have this grieving but I want to share with you a little story about how I'm getting through Mother's Day today. You see, Mum's birthday is on the 21st of December, really close to Christmas. And um, on the 20th of December, I was sitting on the back deck with my dog, Rufus, and a cup of coffee. That's my little time out with God and dog. And, um, and I was just sitting there pouring my heart out to Jesus, just saying, how am I going to get through Mum's birthday tomorrow? This is the first time that um, she won't be here on her birthday. And we were having a big family celebration the next day at Dad's place. And all her brothers and sisters were coming. And sometimes that can get a bit tricky, you know, family dynamics. And... Um, so I was just pouring my heart out and I said to Jesus, how about you pass on a message to my mum for me because I can't talk to her, but you can. So I said to Jesus to say happy birthday to mum for me and tell her that I miss her. So at that moment, I really felt like the Holy Spirit kind of invited me to rest in his presence. So I went inside and I laid on the couch and as I was there, I had this most amazing God moment, one of the best moments I've ever had. It probably went for about maybe 45 minutes to an hour, felt like that, where I felt that I was taken up into a heavenly space and I got to see my mum and imagine her in heaven. And this was beyond my own imagination. This is really what I believe was a gift from God, where I saw my mum in heaven. She was young. She was dressed in this most gorgeous dress, 1950s style, um, beautiful hair, smile, beaming. She was in this massive banqueting hall, setting a heavenly table with some friends. And I saw Jesus speak to her. I saw him pass on the message. And then there's heaps more details that I won't share with you now. But at the end of that vision, when I came out of my, what I call an awake dream, when I came out of that dream, still on the couch, still very aware of me being in my normal, ordinary lounge room, this encounter just brought me to tears in the most beautiful way. There was this peace that came upon me and this absolute joy that I cannot describe, which is why I want to keep talking about it to everybody that I meet. That moment that I had the day before mum's birthday has completely changed the face of my grieving. So I didn't have to go into her birthday or to Christmas or to New Year or to Easter or to Mother's Day today and talk to you without feeling this sense of absolute joy and peace. So the reason why I'm sharing with this, this story with you today is to encourage you that if you are grieving on Mother's Day, for whatever reason, can I just encourage you that you are not alone. There is somebody who cares. Haley spoke before about the presence of her mother. I don't have that presence with me today, but I have another presence that is even greater than my mother's presence. So I just want to share a song with you that tells that story about how I am not alone. Jesus keeps giving me little surprises on the way to remind me that I'm not alone.
when I walk through deep waters, I know that you will be with me. When I'm standing in the fire, I will not be overcome. Through the valley of the shadow, I will not fear. I am not alone. I am not alone. You will go before me. You will never leave me.
Hi, I'm Ali, and this is my mum and my daughter, taken a few years ago. Um, I think the... Oh, sorry, I thought I was going to fall off. Uh, I think the thing that I have learnt from my mum is actually something that she probably never intended to teach me. Um, I think she just chose to love me absolutely unconditionally. I was very, very blessed with my mother. And I think from that, I have learnt that I am lovable. I think as I've grown older, I've realised how incredibly profound that is, that I can accept love from people freely. I don't feel I have to please them or do anything um, to earn that. I think um, I'm incredibly grateful for my mother that in her own way, which was just steady and dependable, not emotional, not with many words, but just in her steady, dependable, incredibly caring way, that she loved me through life, um, whatever I was like through teenage years and all the years. And so I, I know that I'm lovable and I can be loved and offer love. Before I became a mother, I think that people described me as somebody who was quite steady emotionally. I had little highs and little lows, but pretty steady, maybe not in teenage years. I don't remember those. But, um, but I was fairly steady. And then I had children. And the strength of my emotions that can come out over my children is quite incredible. I remember one time going to pick up my twins from kindergarten and um, arriving, and there was my daughter, and she was incredibly upset. And somebody had been really nasty to her. And the, you know, it comes from the depths of my belly, this, um, this oh, my dear girl, and sweeping her up, and this protectiveness, and this love and compassion um, that goes out to her, only to then talk to the kindergarten teacher and realize that it was actually my son that had actually been doing this nasty bullying. And so for the rest of the next 20 minutes, my, my emotions were going from, oh, my darling, to, I can't believe you did that. Oh, you were right. And this Cecil, it was fine. It happened at her all the time at home. But when they were out, surely he was meant to protect her. I was horrified. And it's continued. I can, this something from these emotions from the depths of my belly um, that come up over my children. And I think um, something I've been learning a lot recently about God is the strength of his emotion for us. Um, there's this verse, thanks, Nick, where Jesus is talking. And it says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. This is a time when Jesus was grieving over Jerusalem. He longed for the people of Israel to come to him and the sort of mother nature of God. I know men can be utterly, wonderfully protective too, but I'm talking about mothers. Um, just the, this incredible sense that Jesus wanted to be like a mother hen, that mother bird that just has, its, um, has her wings and wants to protect her children. That was Jesus's absolute longing. And um, there's lots of verses in the Bible that actually talk about coming under the shadow of God's wings and under his wings we can find rest and joy and peace and shelter um, under his wings and there's this um, photograph I was looking actually at, at stories last night of brave women who have done incredible things for their children and this is the one thanks Nick this is the one that really struck me I'll move out the way so you can see it this is from the Nairobi um, uh, mall 
situation, the, my, uh, the shopping centre where the militants stormed it and shot just so many people, killed so many. And um, this, the guy that took these photographs actually won a Pulitzer Prize for his series of photographs taken at the mall. And this mother lay on the floor of this cafe for five hours with her children. She's got a two-year-old boy that she's lying sort of half on top of and a ten-year-old girl that her hand um, is on. And around them you can see the shells of the guns and there were bodies around them as well it said and she lay there for five hours keeping them quiet so that the um, the militants wouldn't discover that they were there and it said there was the mall music continued to play throughout the whole time this gentle music that played so she sung to them she sung for hours and hours this boy that she said would never sit still um, was able to stay still and and sometimes these stories are like the mother went for the bear to protect or the mother went for the cougar or, or took the, the bullets. I don't know. And I'm sure she would have done. But I love the fact that I think I would have done that. I think I would have lain down um, over my children. Some of them are a bit, I don't know that I would, could do that. But I think anyone who is a mother could have done this for their child, could have lain over them, protecting them. And, and what I love is that God doesn't promise to take us out of messy situations he sometimes does. He doesn't um, promise to take us out of situations that really hurt, but he promises to do that for us. He promises um, that with the, the strength of his emotion that he will give us rest and peace and protection um, to us in those times. So um, that's what I love about the motherliness of God. This is a picture of my mum and dad and my big sister Penny, and this was the day we came home from hospital which I laugh at because I'm sure I came home from hospital in Trachydax and there's my mother in high heels with twin babies who'd been very sick in a dress I think you'd made. Is that right? Can't remember. Anyway, this is my mum, Rosalie, who's also in the second row in the red coat. Happy Mother's Day, mum. My mum taught me lots of things. She taught me how to cook. She taught me how to clean, but yet it was never a priority and still isn't for either of us. Um, she taught me that if my pie was cold, I could take it back and ask for it to be reheated. Um, she taught me to always take a cardi because you never know when the weather's going to change. Um, she taught me lots of things, but I think one of the things that um, my mum taught me when I was very young and right through my growing up years and even chatting to my sisters, they said the same. Mum taught us that we could do anything. Not to the point that we could be brain surgeons when we really couldn't be, but mum really built in us a confidence to at least give it a go. It didn't matter if you didn't succeed, but at least you had a go. She was always encouraging us to try for this or audition for this or give it a go and if you don't make it, oh well, but at least you tried. And I look back and I remember auditioning for a school musical, Oklahoma. And I remember practising in the lounge room with the record with mum choreography and all, American accent, I was going for Annie, the part Annie. Um, I can't remember the rest of her name, but, you know, the whole lot. And we practised and practised and then I went and auditioned and I look back now and go, I can't believe I did that. How embarrassing. It was almost like I was so well rehearsed that I didn't need to go to rehearsals. They could have just slotted me into the part while well, I didn't make it. And anyone who knows me now... Drama is the one thing I do not do. Like, I'm happy to do a lot of things around here, but you'll never see me in a drama. But my mum so encouraged me to give things a go that I did some of the most ridiculous things. 
because I was so encouraged to give it a go. It doesn't matter if you fail, but at least have a go. You could do it. You can do it. Try. So that's something that I'm really grateful that my mum built into me. When I think about motherhood, if you said to me, how would you explain it? In one word, I'd say hard. I feel like motherhood is a bit like a pendulum. It swings from one extreme to the other. It brings you the most amazing happiness and joy in the world. You know, the days my babies were born were the top five days of my life, after labour, of course. But that moment when you lie in bed and you go, there's a little person that's now mine, I'm a mum, is most incredible. But it also can swing to the other extreme of the greatest sadness and grief and heartache and worry and concern for your kids that are they going to do the right thing? Are they going to make the right choices? Is this world going to gobble them up and do terrible things to them? So I feel like it's a little bit of this pendulum string swing from something fantastic and I'd never give up at the most amazing thing, the most important thing in my life, the highest points of my life to sometimes the lowest points of my life because it's really hard. And I think the thing I find most frustrating as a mum is sometimes you work so hard doing everything you can to try and give them something special, but yet they don't get it, they don't appreciate it, they don't want it, they didn't ask for it. And I thought of a situation when I was a kid, here's a photo of my first day in year seven. Um, my mother knitted me my school jumper. So mum, in her loving way, decided that hand-knitted wool would be much warmer than the synthetic ones that you could buy at the school uniform shop. So my mum spent probably months, and she had to knit one for Meg and I because we both, we're twins. We started school in Year 7 at the same time. Meg's wasn't finished, thus the cardigan. Um, and I don't know why I got the finished one and she had to wait. Probably I'm the favourite. Um, <laughs> we won't tell Meg that. Um, but mum spent hours and hours doing that. But you know what? I didn't want the hand-knitted woolen cardigan. I wanted the one that looked like everybody else. And I think for motherhood for me, it's sometimes I pour my heart and soul and give so much, but yet my kids don't appreciate it. Perhaps they never wanted it. Perhaps I'm a bit off track. Um, and I find that really hard in mothering to sometimes give so much, but perhaps it's not appreciated. But to be honest, I don't think I appreciated what my mum did for me until I had kids of my own, until I left home and realised all the things my mum did. So I think perhaps that's just part of our job. One day they'll turn back and say, thanks mum for that, I do appreciate it. Not that they don't now, my kids, my kids are thankful. When I think about what I've learnt about God, I think... Um, I didn't really realise what God's unconditional love for me was until I became a mum, until I realised that I would do anything for my kids. And despite what they did, what they might do in the future, that I will always love them. However terrible they may, could, do, be, I'm their mum, I will always love them. And I think that gave me a heart of what God's like, that you know, there must be times when God sheds tears over me and goes, when is she going to get that right? God's heart breaks over some of the things we do, but yet he continues to love us despite our actions, despite our mess-ups. And I think I only really grasped 
what that unconditional love was um, when I had kids. And there's a verse in the Bible that says this in John 15, 3. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. I would lay down my life for my kids. And I reckon if I was a mum in that last clip, I would have stood in front of the car if it meant saving my kids going over the cliff. And you know what? Jesus has done the same for all of us as our heavenly father. He died on a cross because he said to each of us, you are valuable, you are loved, you are precious, and I'm prepared to give my life on a cross and suffer incredible pain in order to bring you back home, in order to bring you to me. So happy Mother's Day. <laughs>